teen feminists, or should I say guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome back to the podcast. Um, first, I want to say happy August, everyone. It's kind of sad, but it's also happy because it's a new month. It's a new you, new vibe, but summer is almost over, sadly, and we have to go back to school, into the real world. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to be going into eighth grade this coming school year in about a month when yeah that month basically and um applying to high schools and exams again and all this stress but we're gonna be managing it and having a good school year good vibes only so let's get into today's episode as you guys know today's episode is all about the black tiktok strike i really wanted to bring this up because it's something that's been really happening on tiktok right now and something that we all need to be spreading awareness of and this is basically the reason why there's no new tiktok dance to megan the stallion's new song this summer uh you can scroll through your for you page all you want but you aren't going to find any tiktok dance to megan the stallion's new single it's not that the song isn't perfect for a tiktok dance sorry get the part up it's not that the song's not perfect for a TikTok dance. I mean, have you heard it? It's really good. But black creators who have led the charge in creating viral dances for the app are currently on strike. Therefore, the black TikTok strike. Um, yeah, and basically, let's just say this. Every dance you've probably learned from TikTok has probably been created by a black creator a black choreographer or black dancer. Just be clear, not a lot are created by white dancers. Just be facts. We have the moves, we have the choreography, we have the style. So, you know, but the Black Shark Strike is attempt to gain more credit for the black creators that are on the backbone of the platform and secure the recognition and compensation they deserve. Because basically, look at Charlie D'Amelio. Charlie D'Amelio basically, had, I don't think, has ever made a dance in her life that like we know of that she created on the app. And she has a hun- 100 and something million followers and half, and she gets like 20 million views for all of her TikTok dances, while the creators that she credits by adding them in the comments get like zero recognition. They have less than a million followers most of the time and like people just people white creators keep getting no sorry not white creators white tiktok stars in air quotes keep getting the recognition that they do not really deserve because they don't create these dances they basically just like do them and give no credit so what is the black tiktok strike and how did it start the black tiktok strike the way for creators to protest widespread appropriation that constantly happens on tiktok and throughout culture black creators carry tiktok on our backs tiktok creator eric lewis told vox we make the trends we give the looks we are the funniest there's no argument about that but what ends up happening is non-black folk appropriate our content and they end up being the faces of what black folks created the hashtag black tiktok strike isn't asking users to leave the app or even to refrain from posting content it simply asks black referrers to stop making new dances for the time being especially for the new song by megan Thee Stallion. we are not making a dance for this a lot of people have said as this new song is going viral and we are not making a dance for this period the strike seems to be originated on june 19th when eric shared a video to the new 
song by Megan Thee Stallion with the caption, Made a dance to this song. It then it seems like he's about to sh start showing off the choreography, but instead he flips off the camera on the screen saying, Psych, this app won't be nothing without black people. And Eric then walks off the screen, showing the fact that, you know, he has a dance for this, but like, I'm not going to share it with you because white people are just, and white, like, dancers are just going to take credit for it, and then we get no recognition. You know, since the app's inception, black choreographers have been making up dances, only for them to get popularized by other people. For example, everybody knows Renegade Dance, the one that pretty much set the stage for TikTok choreography, but most people don't know that Jalia Hum, the 15-year-old who created the dance, instead, many know when they think of Renegade, Charlie D'Amelio, whose videos doing her choreography ended up on the app's For You page and helped launch her to fame. I was happy when I saw my dance all over, Jelia says to New York Times in February 2020, but I want credit for it. She continues saying, I think I could have gotten money for this, promos for it. I could have gotten famous off of it, got noticed. I don't think any of that stuff happened for me because no one knows I made the dance. Charlie... Mean Charlie, meanwhile, is currently estimating to a worth of $8 million since the NUT featured Jalia having gotten some rec recognition and not long after its publication, she was invited to perform Renegade at the NBA All-Star Game. You may also recall when Asin Rae, uh, this year actually, appeared on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon in March 2021 and performed eight popular talk dances for Jimmy without even crediting any of the original creators, the majority of whom are black. Showing showing what? Cultural appropriation, taking credit for something that you don't actually do, and half the time, they don't even do the dances right, they just make their own weird-ass version of it, which I'm like, okay, what? Just no. Um, this is what white privilege looks like. Black creators innovate dances and do them amazingly, but Charlotte Emilio, Addison Ray, get invited on balance shows to perform them in a, like, a, a white, a white version, basically. You know, one person tweeted about the situation. She's not racist. Fallon's not racist. But somehow the black dancers are a race, even though they dance better. Just facts. Following the backlash, Jimmy later invited five of those creators onto the show to chat and perform their dances. The strike has received lots of support on Twitter. Lots. Like, black TikTok, black Twitter. But with many users saying it's been a long time coming, Americans need to start realizing that the majority of their pop culture is from black culture. And it takes time to credit where credit is due. Um, another supporter on the strike tweeted, I'm so here for the hashtag black TikTok strike. Um, funny how all of the non-black TikToks forget how to dance and haven't come up with anything since it started. All these influencers make bank off of copying black creators. Let it last all summer. Respect and pay back black creators. Um, continuing, and sorry not continuing, but another person has said, the TikTok strike truly is amazing because it shows not only how US pop culture is built on stealing from black people, but how the music industry depends on the cycle of theft and whitewashing in order to monetize the music, said Brie Newsom. In many ways, the black t the the strike has been successful so far. Hashtag Black TikTok Strike has been re referenced heavily on Twitter, and many are hoping the in 
initiative will lead to more credit opportunities and compensation for black readers on the app. How has TikTok responded? On June 23rd, TikTok released a statement about their commitment to diversity and inclusion. While they didn't outright mention the hashtag Black TikTok strike, they did say that they are driven to actively promoting and protecting diversity every day. Over the past year, our team has continued working to elevate and support Black voices and causes while fostering an inclusive environment on our platform and within our workspace, they say. Highlighting initiatives like the Creator Diversity Collective, a brain trust of talent, passionate creators from different backgrounds who have helped us create and shape programs that spotlight and amplify diverse creators. So that's good. They're trying. They're trying. I think they're trying to, they, they didn't like remotely or like specifically address the fact that they're sorry that they're not getting more creators or like that more black creators are on, are on people's poor you pages other than just Charles Emilio and Addison Ray. but they are trying to make it better, which is, I give them kudos to that, kudos to that, kudos to trying to make it better. But, you know, TikTok, just, you gotta, you really have to step up your game. That's facts, okay? So more black readers should be getting more recognition and white dancers stop whitewashing seriously just stop try giving credit where credit is due because people should be getting credit for their dances that they created with their time and energy so i think the last thing i want to address in this episode is why white content creators have really just whitewashed black culture black dances and how it really affects like you know people may say this is just tiktok you know it's it's just whatever but really that can transform a black person's life overnight just like it did for charles amelia like look at her life i th i would say about a year ago about a year and a half two years ago she was just a small town girl from connecticut and now she's living in la getting partnerships with hollister um and other brands and you know her name is known everywhere. People know who Charles D'Amelio is. This could really affect people's lives. It did It did her, but it's just, like, harmful to see the fact that white content creators are just, like, co-opting on black dances or black culture. Basically, white content creators are just stealing content and not giving credit where credit's due. You know, it's also the fact that people work really hard on their content. Like, lots of people, it could be their job, you know? Um, people just, and then people like Charles D'Amelio, white content creators, just make money off of their stuff and get the opportunities. And it's not fair that those opportunities that they're getting for content that they didn't even create is going to them instead of black creators who actually created these dances that should be getting recognition it's not fair that because they're white because they have white privilege that they're getting all these this recognition for something that they didn't even create this is not a typical strike though although largely refraining from creating a dance to the new song by megan the stallion black creators are continuing to post on the app the black content creator community wants to clearly show that the app needs black people to thrive and they should be credited for their hard work whenever someone else aimlessly does their dances you know i think it's gets people to pause and realize that black creators are the source of virtually every trend on tiktok um However, I feel like once black creators return to 
dancing on the app, people will continue to profit off of their choreography without giving credit, said by Mackenzie Parker. Um, and that's true. It is true. I think, you know, it's Parker, who is the person I just read a quote from, who has lived in Charlotte but is now in Pittsburgh, NC, primarily makes humorous content on her TikTok but resonates with other black creators. Frustrated. She said she thinks crediting the originator is the least people can do if they are going to imitate a trendy TikTok dance. It's also really upsetting when you see people with large followings who do not provide the credit to the original creator. You know, with their fan base, they can literally change lives by just tagging the originator, um, the original creator of the dance. So it's pretty inconsiderate of them to make money off of their audience without giving credit where credit is due. The last, the very last thing I'm going to talk about in this episode is the history of TikTok suppressing content. The strike is rooted in the app's history of predominantly white creators benefiting from black creators. Um, in 2019, Mashable reported on a creator lead campaign that alleged TikTok was suppressing black creators' content throughout the algorithm, working against them. After a call to action for better representation on users for you page, TikTok committed a couple of months later to suppressing content for users they deemed at high risk of being bullied. Users at high risk include disabled, fat, and queer content creators. Even like the creator of Renegade and Kiara Wilson, creator of the dance to Megan Design Savage remix, are among the vast population of black creators on TikTok whose dances have gone viral but with no credit to their respective names during the rise of the trend. It was until the New York Times wrote uh, wrote about the original creator of the Renegade dance that the world started to know their name. Sorry. Thank you all for listening to this episode. Um, it's pretty short, but it's pretty self-explanatory. Black TikTok Strike is all about taking a break from making TikTok dances so people realize that TikTok doesn't run without black creators. But it's also the fact that white creators make all this money for not actually even creating anything, you know? We have to realize that TikTok is basically built off of black people, black trends, the black community. And we have to realize that before we can move forward. And that's something that's really important. And we have to give credit where credit is due. And yeah. So hope you enjoyed this episode. I sure did. Um, make sure to follow us on all of our, our socials. On Instagram at Teen Feminist Podcast. Twitter at Teen Feminist Pod. And uh, TikTok at Teen Feminist. Make sure to listen to all the other episodes out now. Email with any questions you have about the podcast. Or, you know, link in bio to become a guest or you know become part of the podcast because we really do want people to apply to become part of the podcast community and help help out with the podcast or if you want to become an ambassador too that's also linked in the description also make sure to leave a comment down below if you like the podcast to bear witness to all your friends also share the podcast because we love having support from our loyal followers and loyal listeners um in addition Make sure to stay tuned for the next couple months when we release the newly improved website. Um, so I think that's it. Thank you all again for listening to this episode. Your host, Teen Feminist, out.